everyone it is dave and jeff it is june 3rd 2020 and we're back and things i don't know if you want to say are a little bit better or the same or <laughs> maybe even worse man boy the first half of these years just flown by hasn't it everybody my gosh <laughs> it was like just yesterday we're qu- quoting hugh down saying this is 2020 and then hugh who's still alive immediately just kicked us right in the fucking nuts <laughs> god damn uh, I don't know, Dave. You know, we're doing this early. Usually we tape this thing at about 8.30 at night. Tonight we're doing it at 7. Because today in La Mesa, there was a press conference with the young man. Well, he showed up afterwards. But La Mesa PD showed the body cam video of the incident that we talked about the other night at Grossmont Trolley Center. And they start talking about how this kid resisted arrest and assaulted it off. He didn't do shit. No, we saw it. Come on. And he was given a misdemeanor and released. Uh, Point being is that there's a curfew tonight in La Mesa from uh, 7 till 7 tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I said to Dave, I've been in my office for a couple of days, which has been great. But I said, look, my kids and their mom are in La Mesa. Let's get this thing knocked out because if everything's going crazy and I'm sitting down here telling fucking, uh, uh, what's my girl's name? Jeannie Pepper's stories. Um, uh, it's going to be a little fucked up. I, Dave, I have an unbelievable thing to start with. Okay. And look, I'm not going to lie. It hurt. <laughs> we found out yesterday... That Louis Michael Costa, host of a radio show that's on the air no matter what Arbitron says, it is on the air. It is the actual tree in the forest question. It is. But Louis Michael Costa, class of 79, I think, at Uni High School, this fucking guy had the audacity to stop following Steve Woods on Twitter. Yeah. Now, I called Steve Woods last night because I said, how the fuck do you even know this? I go, are you one of those dorks? He has that app, doesn't he? That no. follower's app. He told me he didn't. And I went to the source to find out. I saw the same tweet that Steve referred to. If you follow Mike yesterday, Tuesday afternoon, sometime, you know, mid-afternoon, Mike sent a message to Amy Trask former executive of the Raiders, saying, hey, check out my new header. So Steve said, oh, I want to see it. And he clicked on Mike's homepage for Twitter, and he goes, god damn. (laughs) (laughs) This guy doesn't follow me. Now, he did tell me last night, I've never had that. Did you ever have that app? I, you know, I've had that app, and it's a nightmare. I It'll never, make I, you insane, right? Well, I never gave a shit before, and my son talked to me into getting it, and I was like, oh, I don't want this app at all. Right. Steve and I had a whole conversation about last night because all of a sudden you look. Is Costa still following you? Well, I told him. Yeah, that's a great question. I know. Is I'm, he following I'm, you? I'm looking right now as you're talking. Jeff doesn't have access to a computer. No, I got it on my phone, though. I did. I yeah, he's following brought, me. Okay, I brought my phone in. Let me see if Costa is following me. I I would assume he is. I'm a good follow. So did Woods. Well, that's true. Um, but let's see. What's his fuck face's <laughs> handle? 
<laughs> yeah, he follows me. Right yeah, there. there you go. I Thanks, Mike. Yeah, there we go. Maybe it's just a reflection on Steve. But Woods told me that when he was at 94.9, he had the app. And he said it made him insane. Because he goes, he'd look, and all of a sudden, you know, Johnny Appleseed with nine followers quit following him. And Steve was the exact way I would be. Well, what the fuck's this guy's yeah. problem? What'd I do to him? Yeah. Maybe I should send him a direct message. And I go, that's exactly why you get rid of it. But uh, He did send him a direct message this morning. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm on the same Okay, link. Yeah, that's why I just looked at it right now to make sure you're no, on it. No, but it's different when it's yeah. the four of us who all of us said if these messages were ever released... We'd all find ourselves in Fairbanks, Alaska, trying to restart our lives because it's the most horrendous chain for two and a half years. But we all follow everybody except for Costa refuses to follow Steve. He had to be told to by management, correct? I don't. Well, you would think they would have told him to stop following us. You would think, but also we aren't straight competition with him in the morning. At the same time, as you said, Costa, if he graduated high school in 79, which I don't think is correct, is still Mike's Mike's over 50. Yeah. He's a grown man by now, right? right? Mike's the most defensive guy on Twitter amongst the four of us. Oh, by far. By far. He put a lady today with shit all over her. Yeah, that was disgusting. And why is he sending that to me? (laughs) I didn't watch the whole video. I didn't even look at it. As soon as I saw you say it was gross, I was like, I'm out. So here, here's the deal out of those two guys, because they're both our friends, as we like to say. They're part of the the worst feed of all time. Yeah. Is the, the two most sensitive people I know in my entire life are Steve and Mike. <laughs> Not exactly in that order, but they are. Right. They're the most sensitive guys going. You wouldn't think guys with microphones would be sensitive, but they are. Right. And if you ask me which one is more sensitive, I, I'd have to think about it for about five days, because I don't know if I could give you an answer. Because they're both super sensitive. <laughs> Uh, Woods would tell you, though, he is. He, he, you I don't know, know that he, Mike he admits it. He, he, Mike probably would. Steve openly admits yeah, it. Yeah, well, the thing I like about the way Steve handles it, when you upset Steve, he is kind of like us where he oh, says, yeah, why don't nuts. you come down? I'll punch you in the fucking face. He did it at 10-9. Yeah. He got him suspended. It's yeah. great. Because <laughs> he called. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now that it's over. He he called. This is what's so funny. Yeah. And And I don't know if you and I are good friends or bad friends. But when it happened at 1090, we were here doing the podcast, and he was really upset. He was really upset that some jerk-off had gotten in his head, and Steve was like, dude, I'll meet you at the park. And and so he called, and I think he was looking to both of us to kind of be the guy to say, hey, Steve, come on, man. Dude, you can't take that bait. And instead, I laughed and laughed. I go, shit, did you show up? Yeah, dude, I was going to kill this motherfucker. And I laughed. And I go, why didn't you call us? We'd have been there. We got your fucking back if this guy shows up. Ah, oh, we're Ben. Of course, fucking Ben. Oh, I don't know. Jesus. Uh, 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 uh. I'm like, don't fucking call Ben. Just tell him to sit in the fucking kitchen and make queso for the post-fight party. <laughs> um, yeah, I never, uh, 
I, I never had that, so that's why I like it a lot. Uh, that cracks me up. Mike, I, I don't. Mike's never been like that. Mike, no, because Mike just blocks people. Remember, we we're at KFMB. Like I would invite people down to the station. We oh, get up there, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and I've, great. I, I've literally looked people up who have pissed me off to go. Okay, where does this asshole live? And I've God, done that. That's that so people search, man. And there are people yeah. I'm like, dude, I could get to this guy in ten minutes. And then I'm thinking that's a really bad idea. Yeah, because after good or bad, let's say I win the fight. Well, oh, dude, fine. I'm getting arrested and right. I'm never working again. But it would right. make me feel good for about 10 minutes. Just like telling someone, fuck you, when yeah. it feels good to say, fuck you, until you realize you aren't working anymore. Yeah, until you're done. Yeah. It, so it, my, my thing with Mike w- doing this to Woods, it pissed me off. You know, and that's what I said to Mike. Mike, you fucking better follow this guy back or we're going to fucking call you the douche of the day for a week. <laughs> and, and every single week, and you fucking asshole. He's a buddy of ours. You what are you doing? Sucker. Yeah, I was like, seriously, you cocksucker. And uh, it, it drove me nuts that he didn't follow him. Then he sent this long diatribe. You see that bullshit? Like, he completely changed the narrative of everything. Hey, love you guys. If it, uh, and I was like, I wanted to like, this one too. fuck off, Mike. Fuck are you going to follow him or not? Just do fuck it. Fuck, it was a bullshit. You fucking follow him because he's a friend, you dick. You dick. Jesus. You know if you, Mike had a problem, Woods would show up. All of us would. That's the way it works right. around here. Uh, oh, yeah. He changed the whole thing. Um, yeah. Changed the whole goddamn fucking, fucking uh, basically thread. Oh, yeah. Thread. He changed the, Here it is. Right here. <laughs> Let's read this. Let's read this. I'm going to skip anything that can't be repeated. Uh, so it was a whole thing where we're just killing him, right? Yeah. For... <laughs> this is like at four in the morning, by the way, before I put, either one of those guys were on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yesterday at 728 last night. So we're sending shit that's going back and forth, whatever. This has been going on, dude. When did this fucking thread start? Well, this current one started in April for me, but I feel like it's been going a lot longer it than has. that. So la- it's always just these fucked up videos <laughs> that are so, God, they're gross. Uh, I'm going to edit some names. Yeah, you should. First off, Woods can't spell. God damn it, Costa. G-O-D-D-A-M-N-I-T. Costa. No wonder he unfollowed you. Did <laughs> Maybe he's like me. Can't see anymore. He just keeps typing. <laughs> so he wrote, did they make you unfollow me? And then I wrote, my, I immediately jumped in. And I wrote, you bitch, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. And then he writes, unreal. And it goes back and forth. Which calls him names. And then all of a sudden, it's all going on. And you're, and then you're killing him, right? Oh, God, I can't say any of this shit. Okay. <laughs> Even here. And then Mike, uh, this was 5.42 this morning. Why? I love that you guys include me on this when I don't get well, up there. What are we supposed to do? We're all well, up, but you. <laughs> and I talked to Steve to like 10.30 last night like a dick. Uh, in all seriousness, because I do value you and your opinions, do we ever get back to normal as a society? This is the most upsetting shit I've ever been through. Love you guys. Oh, fuck you. That's not the point of the conversation. <laughs> don't change it. Jesus. Anderson Cooper, nice guy. Yeah, the fuck is going on? So, anyways, yeah. So I, that that app will drive you fucking nuts. Yeah. So here's the one that, and I blame the listeners for an unfollow. Thanks, uh, because they I, I did a like thing on uh, 
uh, model, Denise Milani. Okay. okay. Yep. And I was, oh, look at fucking Perv Dave. Yeah, like pervert. Sweeney. They put me in with Sweeney. And I go, well, I fucking actually know her. I've actually talked to this girl before I know her. And sure enough, fucking unfollow. I don't know what the fuck happened Way to there. Go. It wasn't me. It was these dickheads that fucking yeah, made, made a big deal. Thanks. Watch out for this creeper. Thanks, you assholes. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that, that, was, that was it. I was really disappointed in Mike. And he hasn't fixed it. Nope, he won't. He'll never. Wait, you know what's coming? He's going to block with. Yeah, it is. I think what he does is I think he sees everything. He just doesn't technically follow you. Right? Well, I mean, that, he follows he, you and me, but but I, that's probably it. So, yeah, probably somebody's looking at it and going, hey, his fucking show's lapping you like 14 to 1. <laughs> Maybe you should stay out of the conversation. Uh Hey, I had a great conversation today with a local business owner. Okay. And I mentioned the fact that the La Mesa Spring Center, and again, we are uh, hoping everything stays cool in La Mesa tonight. But along with the Roundtable Pizza and the Vons and the Play It Again Sports and everything else that was impacted, there's a great little store in there that anybody who has kids in La Mesa that loves comic books, you know Crazy Fred. Crazy Fred had a shop um, over on Lake Mary Boulevard, right by anybody knows where the Vons and uh, Golden Spoon, all that. That's where he used to be. And a couple of years back, he moved and he's kind of down at the, you know, kind of in the middle of that complex on La Mesa Springs. Well, goddamn if Saturday night his shop didn't get looted. Now, why, of all things, you're going to go after the comic book store? Because it had a glass window. Yeah. But, dude, this fucking guy, Fred, is like the sweetest, coolest guy. And I, I called him today. And I, I tracked it. First, I sent him an email with my cell. He called me, and then I had probably a half-hour conversation with him. And I said, Fred, you don't know me, man, but I said about five years ago, it was comic book day. I saw you had a sign-up comic book day, and my sons were like seven years old. And I took them in. Their eyes were spinning like a slot machine. And, buddy, I said, you didn't know us from anybody. You just saw two little guys that were so excited. And he loaded them both up. With four or five comic books each, right? And they everywhere we went, they had one. Whether it was family vacations or to the park, the whole thing. And I said, I've never forgot that. And I said, a lot of times my kids and I will go either to the taco shop or the frozen yogurt shop that bookend his shop. And I said, well, take a look in. And there's so many kids in there that you look at different ages, man, anywhere from 12 to 19. Some of them a little socially awkward. But they are in a store where it's safe and it's fun and they can play legendary Marvel, legendary games. They can read comic books and it's just a very cool place. And I said, hey, man, I just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. I appreciate what you mean to the community and uh, and I hope you're back soon. He told me and he goes, hey, Jeff, don't you know, I didn't, I didn't say anything about this. I just was talking to him as a La Mesa guy. He said, yeah, man, he goes, I'm sitting there, and he goes, it's surreal. He goes, I'm watching on the news Saturday night, and I'm like, God damn, that's my store. And they're taking everything 
out. Yeah. They're ruining my life, my 15-year-old daughter's life, my family's life. And he goes, I just, I sat there and he goes, it just devastated me. And he said, then starting like the next day, I started getting emails and phone calls and our companies involved with him, which is great. And he said, you know what, man? He goes, like when COVID-19 kicked in, he said, my 15-year-old daughter and I wanted to do something for the neighborhood. And he said, so we've been making hot meals every day, biscuits and gravy and breakfast. And he's like, I'm cooking for you and your sons. And I started laughing. And he said, uh, I go, what do you need? You know, what do you need, man? What can I do? Tell me what I need. And we're gonna get him we're gonna get him back on his feet and I'm I'm a, I'm spearheading that project. I'm incredibly excited about that. But uh but there's a GoFundMe page and I'm gonna put a link up to it on my Twitter later. And look, they wanted to raise five grand for him. It's close to twenty two thousand, wow, which is awesome. right now. But remember that a lot of these small businesses, and I didn't, I didn't feel like it was my business to ask, but when looting and things like that happen and trying to restock all your inventory, right? Like, it's going to take some money to get him back up on his feet. Yep. And he just genuinely is such a good person and a good guy. And, and he's like, you got to come by. I've got a whole long box of comic books for your kids. Wow. And I'm like, Fred, I don't need anything. I'm calling to see what you need. That's who he is. And he's saying, you know, that's why I'm upset about what happened in La Mesa and when people only tell one side of the story. And La Mesa PD still can't figure it out today, right, when they're talking what happened with this kid. And it frustrates me. But instead of focusing on that, I'd rather focus on good guys like crazy, Fred. It's the name of his store. You spend five minutes with him. You're like, now I know why you're crazy, yeah, Fred. You should be selling stereo speakers. He's the coolest dude, man. And for any of us, like if I, I was never really a comic book guy, no, but either. my kids love him. And I'm like, this dude is just solid. You so, know, the sad thing is, Jeff, there's so many guys that are solid that got right, fucked. Right. And Fred's one of them. So if we find out. Like different ones, and again, whether it's five bucks or ten bucks, man, it's all going to add up. Or if nothing else, in a couple of weeks when he gets rolling again, take your kids in there, your grandkids, or go in yourself, man. If you were a comic book or or loved the the Marvel Legendary board games, go in and get a game or hang out and support him. Just go talk with him and say, hey, Dave and Jeff sent me in. Um, he's great, and and um, like. That's he's the kind of dude that makes me really, really proud. My kids live in La Mesa and uh, and he was cool, dude. He said, I just sat the other day and somebody wrote to him on Yelp and said, you deserve this. Wow. And he's like, man, I don't think I deserve this. I've never been anything, but I've tried to be nice to everybody. And he is. So uh, I'll put a link out tonight to the GoFundMe. And if you if you have the opportunity uh, drop a few bucks in there. Like I said, go by and see him. I'll let you know when he's back up and running. We're going to have a little thing for him. But he just, 
That's a that's a guy you can put a face to it that was directly impacted by what happened on Saturday, and I'm hoping for his sake and that whole community's sake, everything stays cool. Have you been to La Mesa? Like what? Dra- I was in last night. So I was. How different does it look? It's heartbreaking, you know. And I said to my kids, we we started in the village, and we went by Chase and Union Bank, and as I was saying the other night. When I would drop them off, if it's 720 and I got 10 minutes to kill, we go to the village. We go to the village. We'll go to Surf Rider and get a slice or, right, or we'll go next to Fred's and get frozen yogurt. And you just kind of, you roll through there. And I said to my kids, I'm like, you know what's going to happen in this fucking community? I said, because of the shit that happened the other night, you're going to start seeing bars on windows for businesses. That sucks. And I said, we're going to become fill in the blank right south central la where you drive through and you go god dang that's that's what the businesses have to do because of what happened and i'm not really interested in pointing fingers i i am just looking ahead to the future and when i think about the village and when you come down that street and then uh you know you kind of swing down by where the biggest action for the last 15 years was that dipshit peter fighting Dan Plant out in the middle of the street. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? That was it. That was a big deal for us in La Mesa. Yeah. God damn, I'm on this one La Mesa community page on Facebook. These jack-offs, are, they're so bored, right? They're like the HOA board. They're all fucking retired, and they don't have anything to do but check the mail and post on Facebook. So that's their main deals of the day. Well, then these assholes, right? Now, they got all those solutions the other day, right? Shoot every looter like Linda Hogan. and Wow. And you're just like, dude, you don't know anything. Just go back right to your clan meeting and shut up. But, um, but yeah, when you went through and, and we went into the springs, we went into the center. Roundtable's back open, but the doors and windows are all boarded up. And my son said something to me. He goes, hey, Dad, were, are these boarded up because they were actually broken out or are some boarded up as preventative? I said, maybe both. But I go, either way, they're still yeah, boarded. It's still not the way they want to operate. Right. It doesn't change what happened to our community, man. This is our city. You've never lived anywhere but here. And I said, when you look at this, it should fucking piss you off. The entire Everything under the umbrella of what happened from Wednesday through the weekend should piss you off as somebody who lives here, even at your age, because you'll always remember it. And, uh, yeah, man, it's really sad. A lot of, for me personally, yeah. I, I said the other day, man, when when we were out after uh, after whatever, 1360 or even after 1090, Man, he would just drop my kids off, and I didn't really have anything to do or anywhere to go. I didn't feel like going to Grossmont Center. And so a lot of times I would just end up there, and you'd get, you know, you'd get some lunch, or you'd just kind of hang out. And, dude, it was just a very, like Fred said to me, he goes, Jeff, yeah. there's a certain point where the sun comes in. He goes, it's just, he said, that's why I moved from Lake Murray Boulevard to this center, because this center feels like La Mesa. Yeah. And you go, yeah, man, you do. And you go in and everything's boarded up and there's police tape and you can see where graffiti's been covered up. When you swing out of the that center and you take a left on uni 
right right at the corner in front of the haircut. The whole street is ash from where they burned the car out. The remains of Chase Bank. My neighbor, Nicole, I see last night, and I go, uh, you know, we're talking. I'm like, you okay? She goes, yeah, they burned my bank down. She goes, that I have a safety deposit box at Chase. Remember we just talked about it? And she's like, my citizenship papers, everything is in that box. But again, isn't it protected on the other side of the safe? Well, that's what we hope. Yeah, that's what we hope. But um, so, yeah, man, that's it's just uh, it, it's just a drag. Like Fred said, he goes, you just you it's really a sense of being violated. And uh, and yeah, man, he's a good dude. So we'll are, help. We'll, we'll help get him back on his feet. Are your former neighbors like are they concerned like are they afraid like the neighborhood like hey okay now that you've hit the businesses of them coming into homes it's funny i talked to a few of them because i don't live over there and i'll be honest like i every time i go in there i kind of eyeball everybody <laughs> like shit goes down can this will this guy do anything right because i think ultimately what i want jack and cade to understand is that when shit goes down, my dad's ready to get his hands dirty. And unfortunately, that's something that Topher will never feel. <laughs> my dad didn't put on a cardigan and head to the Swiss Alps. Yeah, it's hard to look tough wearing a fucking peach shirt. Right. He didn't put on his MAGA hat and go elk hunting. Which he no fucking way wants to do, but that's another show. I want him to think and go, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> that fucking guy, fucking elk hunting in his peach shirt, crying every time he shoots something. Uh, Guarantee you, Mike's plan would be to say, I'm just going to fucking miss. And then his, uh, well, then he's going to get, ye- get yelled at for not being a good shot. And he has I, to decide, Am I going to be yelled at for not being a good shot or should I just kill something? Yeah. I I Mike has to answer to a higher source, and I picture that higher source looking a lot like the late great Brian Dennehy. That's a good one, right? Fuck. What are you doing, Mike? You gonna hit anything today? With just a nod off, big fucking uh, cigar backwards. Yeah, Mike over there with the telling his friends my son-in-law's a pussy. Fucking kid over there. <laughs> We got there, Mike. Big League Chew. No, it's a school bandit. <laughs> it's a half a school bandit. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. So dizzy. <laughs> Fucking guy. He's open season. He violated, he a, he did. He he violated, violated the, the code. code. Fucking jerk. Fuck him. Spit on the club. He did. Son of a bitch. Um... I don't even remember what we were saying. I asked you, you, your neighbors. Yeah, no, they're not ready to do anything. That's the (laughs) other reason why I'm here tonight. I don't think we're, I think they're okay. I think the whole area is okay. But it's a lot different than when fucking me and Bub and Kevin lived in that, like, we're plum loco. (laughs) Shit would have gone down, but I I think they're all okay. See, and that's that's my feeling. I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I've talked to multiple friends and neighbors just in my community and i I listen for the first time ever jeff i listen to the goddamn police scanner right it's the best 
I listened to that damn police scanner, and thank goodness I didn't hear anything bad. You know, no. but I listened till about one in the morning the other night. Yeah. And then I asked different friends, and I said, "Hey, do you guys, you know, what do you guys think?" And they're all got my guns loaded. I'm by the yeah. window. I'm not sleeping, and I'm like, in my head, I'm that like, "That makes Dude, you feel safe, doesn't yeah. it?" I'm like, "Just go to bed." Yeah, please. Just go to fucking bed. I've been up for 48 yeah. straight hours. I'm on five-hour energy, yeah. five energy. Yeah, next thing you know, I saw five guys coming down the street. It was one raccoon. Right. Because you can't fucking see straight because you're tired. Right. Look, <laughs> you haven't slept in 48 hours. He but just pin have- pelts to his <laughs> fucking Kia. I have multiple friends that told me the same story. God And damn. I know they listen to this show, and I God just go. anarchy, man. Dude, just go to bed. Go to bed. Fuck I told my neighbor across the street who, who's a retired police officer, and, and I said, just so you know, I'm depending on you. Shots would get taken. I'm depending on you. Now, yeah. look, I don't own a gun. Nothing nothing nope. against anyone who owns a gun. Never been a gun guy. I remember when my parents owned guns, they, they frightened me. I remember when my parents leave the house, I'd, I'd pick them up to see how heavy yeah. they were. Always shocked me how heavy they were. And I just was, I made a gun rack for my dad in, I think, eighth grade. In, I like in, that. In, in I made Woodshop my mom Club. a shelf. <laughs> One shelf. Great. Good for two bucks. <laughs> two Judy Bloom books. Nothing heavier. Fuck it, will come right down. And so, two great braid books. <laughs> so I, I, I and now look at my age now. Yeah, do I feel like I can take care of myself? But yeah. it, who knows? In twenty years, maybe I don't. Maybe I am that guy that goes out and buys a gun. As You're that right guy now, when the old guys fight and they fucking uh, break get a hit. hip. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Love I, it. I know you do. Those videos do drive but me nuts. They just fall. They don't even try to. Yeah. They don't even try to catch themselves. They don't even <laughs> put their hands up. They just fall like a weeping willow tree. Those are the guys that KTLA needs to hire to replace Stan Chambers. Yeah. Just let them go over in the storm. Yeah. It's worth watching. Right over. It's just worth watching. But but my my point is, again, if you own a gun and you're a gun guy, fine. Good for you. But it's never been my thing. I've never been a hunter. Jeff's not a hunter. No. I couldn't look at something that's living that's just eating grass and shoot it. That's just not the way my head works. Now, if you do it, fine. Do I eat meat? Of course I do. Yeah. If, if you want to sit there and take care of what it takes for me to eat a hamburger, hey, fine. But um, And I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying that's just not me. But at the same time, when people are telling me I'm not sleeping for two straight days because all I yeah. do is clean 30 guns right. and you have, I only have two hands to shoot, what the fuck's the deal with 30 guns? They're all fucking jacked up like Luther in 48 hours. We know guys in this fucking neighborhood that keep guns under pillows and shit on the couch. It's like Ugh. fucking Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's fucking nuts over there. Getting the hell out of here. <laughs> if that scares uh, me a little bit more. I have a question for you. What was your reaction yesterday? Um, and you see a little bit of it today with the blacked out squares on Instagram. I what thought, are, okay. It was, it was, yeah, I tell you, the only disappointing thing I will say about it was uh-huh. I wish Instagram would have taken the ads down. Because when you scroll through your oh, timeline... Yeah. It's black, 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 and then it's an ad. And then you want to see who fucked this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my sister-in-law fucked it up, took a picture of her dog next to her pool in Encinitas. I'm like, God, she doesn't fucking know. <laughs> but but um, it, it was it was one of those where I thought it was cool. And I, and I, and I participated in it. And Did I, you? Yeah. And I thought it was, it was cool. I asked the dumbest question of all time. I mean, I'll, I'll say it right here on there because every time I've, I've, I've mentioned it to people and I'm telling everyone else, I saw I saw it before I went out for a walk with Sean at six in the morning. Yeah, and I said to Sean, I said, I "Noticed you po- posted the the black square on your Instagram page." I said, "Just curious, is there an app that you just 
close to black. How did you do it? Or did you? And he looked at me and goes, dude, just take a picture of something black, you jackass. Like, and then I mentioned it to Josh. He said, that, you're the dumbest guy going. What do you mean? Just go in the goddamn bathroom or the closet and with a light off <laughs> and take a picture, dumb shit. And that's what I did. Yeah, but I thought very may- mean. maybe the- they both thought I was the dumbest guy going. I thought maybe yeah. there's just something on my phone. And uh, But I, I participated. I thought it was did cool. You? That people participate. I didn't participate because everyone else is doing it. I yeah. participated because you've heard the show. You know my feelings. Yeah. You're the same as mine. Uh, 100%, we have a major problem in this country. We have for a long time. The best thing to happen right now, I think, for things to turn around, honestly, are these camera phones. Oh, you know, yeah. And video. Sure. Because if you think this has only been going on in the last 10 years, you're out of your fucking mind. This has been going on for years and years and decades and decades. That's exactly why I didn't participate. I didn't because to me, while I saw so many people like you and others that I respect and like so much do it, and I know for you where it's at, to me it really felt like thoughts and prayers, right? And I felt like to me, just personally, I felt like, man, this is really empty. So instead what I did was I just started reaching out to friends that would have been impacted by this. And I just wrote them messages and said hey just wanted to let you know i'm thinking about you and i appreciate our friendship and what you've meant to me over the years and different examples and i said hey i just for me personally um no other reason i just felt like this would be better than putting something on social media but the the one thing that i did and and look i don't add people on facebook like a lot of people have kind of sent a message and I appreciate it. But that's just about family and kids. And, and really, here's the other thing. I don't want to be fact-checked over there. You know, and you go on Twitter and somebody's always trying to catch you in a gotcha moment. Like, I just want to, on the people, everybody who's on my Facebook page, I know those people. Yeah, if I see You actually them, can control it. Right, and we have a history and that's the way I like it. So respectfully, that's why I always say, hey, go to Twitter and, and follow me there. But just today, like Paul Vaden, who people have heard through the years, San Diego's first uh, homegrown champion, boxing champion, junior middleweight champion of the world, he's he and Dave are the two godfathers to my sons. And like writing about him today and the impact that he has made on me in 25 years, we became friends because I knew Paul a little bit. I had met him going in to the Terry Norris fight. And goddamn, it's so funny to think the guy that you see now doing such great work for JDE and and everything else. He had, you know, man, his guy is Michael Jackson. Yeah. So, so Paul always had these glasses and the hair was perfect and these flashy shirts and King of Pop and he was getting ready to fight Terry Norris. And there were rumors that Paul might have been dating Terry's ex. Holy shit. The shit's getting wild. And he's just the fucking nicest guy in the world. And he and I got to be friends. And we hit it off and we stayed in contact. Paul had a fight in Atlantic City. Fought a guy named Stefan Johnson. And Stefan Johnson ended up dying in that fight. And it was very impactful. Paul talked about it with us on Free FM. Talked about it with me. On Extra has written about it extensively, and it impacts him to this day. I believe it happened on my mom's birthday, December 5th. But at that time, 
as somebody who's been around combat sports and just appreciates him so much, I just literally texted him every day. Yeah. And said, hey, man, I'm just thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. Leave voicemails, whatever. And we hit it off. And when I found out that uh, Vita was pregnant, I called Dave and I called Paul and I said, hey, man, I want you guys to be the godfather. To my kid. I'm not a religious guy, but yeah. I just want somebody. I want that title. And these were the two guys for nothing else that that's just who he means to me. What I love about Vaden is Vaden is a Michael Jackson yeah, not- fanatic. So I just constantly leave him voicemails, giving him the most random 80s R&B guy. And before this shit happened last week, I had sent him a text message. And I go, you know what? I'm so sick of your bullshit (laughs) that you refuse to recognize how great Tevin Campbell is on Round and Round. (laughs) Or... Um, fuck, I sent him uh, Roger Troutman from Zap, right? I just sent him all these bullshit guys. Yeah, and I put him in the same category as Michael Jackson. And I just, I wanted, I know he'll see it, but I wanted him to know, like, hey, man, this is, like, the impact you've had on my life, it doesn't matter if you're black or or white. It doesn't matter. You're just fucking great. He's a great guy. Then I wrote about Jim Trotter. And I said, Jim is the guy who brings sanity to the group, right? He brings sanity. He's just outstanding. And every time I see him on NFL Network or hear him on local radio, I'm just stoked that he's as close a friend as he is. And I texted him the other day, and I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. I appreciate your uh, your friendship. I'm thinking about you and your family and that fucking dog who hates me. Because when I had to go pick shit up for the party, that fucking dog was ready to kill me. And I don't think Jim did a lot to fucking defuse the situation. And uh, and I haven't forgotten that. And the third guy I wrote about who would have been really great tonight is CS. Yes. Because CS, there's so many layers to who that guy was. We all know him from... KUSI and and Fox TV. Yep. And his ability to be that guy, which wasn't that far off from his real personality, was incredible. He could turn the light on. But for any of us that were lucky enough to really genuinely know him, to sit with him, he was so well thought out on topics of the day, on controversies of the day, He lived in La Mesa. He lived five minutes from me. He would have been amazing to have in here tonight. Yep. To talk about what has happened in a city that he loved and a city that loved him back. And fuck, man, I miss that dude so much. And I just said in 2016, when shit completely came off the rails for me, friends were dying every three weeks. Fuck, we lose the job at at Extra. My marriage is falling apart. Goddamn, Dave, CS, Sean Walchev, and Jimmy Trotter put me back together, 100%. And, And CS was a huge part of that because I've said on this show, I didn't want to go out that night. I just wanted to fucking hang. I was... You know, it just yeah. beat up, and he hey, motherfucker, we goddamn, we go out, bitch. Get the fuck out. And I was like, all right. And we had, goddamn, me, 
I, I just sat there because I yeah. was I was so fucked up, like in the head. <laughs> and Trotter was so fucking relentless in busting CS's balls. Dude, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. But the thing that I am so thankful for is conversations after Junior's passing, when Jim was working on the yeah. book. And we would sit at uh, Tilted, Tilted Kilt at at Mission Valley Center. That The kilt's gone now, too. And goddamn CS holding court, right? Every fucking chick in the place. Everyone's more gorgeous than the last one. They all got to talk to him. His bullshit is on level 25. Trotter's just fucking killing him. Yes. And it started with just the three of us. And then Walchef said, hey, bring it to uh, Cali Comfort. I get the fights yeah. here. And then it just went to a different level. But at one point, we were just sitting there, and I had to say to these guys, you know, it's really kind of a drag, is I said, I'm way too fucking old to admit this, but I said, it finally sank in not long ago that the path that I took to get whatever accomplishments Dave and I had in the media was so much different and, and honestly, so much easier. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Trying to find something for you. So go ahead. Then the path the Jim or CS had to travel. Yeah. And we just talked about it. We just talked about life and different shit. CS had the funniest goddamn line when I think it was when Saw got blown out. When Saw got blown out and or like when they put Cantori on the air, one of those fucking shifts, right? Dude, he lost his mind because... He had been doing that show on internet radio, but he wanted the opportunity to be on 1090. Yeah. He had done some fill-in work there. He had a Saturday morning show there. And uh, he called me, and he was really upset. And we're talking, and he goes, in that voice, man, he had the best voice. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> there ain't a fucking chance I ever get on the Whitey 1090. And I go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and I go, that's the greatest line I've ever heard. And we laughed. And I go, did you write that? And he goes, I just thought of it. And I go, God damn, I'm so sorry. I should be much more sympathetic. But I go, that's the funniest fucking shit you've said in our time. And, dude, like, I just thought about it. It would have been the easiest call to make to have him <clears throat> sitting right here, yep. Dave. Telling me about COVID nineteen, but just telling about George Floyd and yeah. the media, and and what's happening in La Mesa where he lived and his daughter lived, and what does he say as a parent to his daughter about growing up in this city, this state, and this country? And I can't do it, and that's what really impacted me. I know you feel the same. I do. Way. It's funny. We, we, Sean and I talk about him a lot because. Yeah. Obviously, you know, all of us were close to him. And uh, Sean was great, always supplying him with great goose, you know, whatever he wanted. <laughs> and uh, CS was, was fucking hilarious. He, he was he, so he, good. He man. was good. I mean, he, he had one moment that that uh, that when Junior passed, which was terrible, when all of a sudden he like lost his fucking mind and took a shot at Tony Gwynn. And we're all like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he... We're like, what? What? What are you doing taking a shot at Mr. San Diego? And you and I killed him for that oh for God. years. 
Every time he was getting ready to come here, hey, you going to insult anybody? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but Dave, he, he was, was so yeah. his personality was just so fucking good. He was meant for TV. But so well so well thought out. Yeah. In what he said. Yeah. That I don't know from doing sports or doing weather that you saw it. That yeah. you really for me, that's what I'm saying, man. When you go, who are the people in your life where you go, these guys genuinely make you better? Because those are the people that you want to spend more time around. And he just, man, he was loyal. Yeah. He had your back. And I just would have loved to have him sit here and share what he was doing, yeah. what he was going through. And I do want to point out, Jim Trotter was supposed to come sit in here with us. Jim, Jim's yeah. a neighborhood guy, but because of the COVID-19 we're just waiting for everything to kind of simmer down. I, I don't want to disrespect Jim and put him on the phone, even though he has great stuff to say. Um, but we, we want to bring him in the garage. Speaking of Jim, I know you were, you were out all day. Jim did the best television, I thought, today that I've seen regarding everything we've seen in the last 10 days. Yeah, he's amazing. He, he was on NFL Network today with Richard Sherman and Chris Long. Okay. And all three guys were so smart. And right. so, so intelligent on expressing their views and what's going on. And there was, I don't care what side you're on, Republican or Democrat, there's no way you're watching that going, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. You're looking at that and you're listening and you're going, I didn't think of it that way. All right. three guys were so fucking insightful. It was by far the best television I've seen in 10 days. Well, and the thing that I like about Jim, uh, one of the many things that I like about him, and we point this out a lot is that he's going to tell you what he feels. Yeah. He is not going to change the narrative to protect his job because that's why he's That's why he's great because he doesn't yeah. he doesn't need to. He's not at that point of his career. Right. He's not He's established where hey, you know what? This is what I am like it or not, it's going to be the truth. Jim's a facts guy. That's a great point. He doesn't just blurt something out that he's going to have to retract two days later. Yeah. And you just listen, man, and you're just like, fuck, yeah, that's great. And so just talking to him, I have a friend that uh, that radio people know. Dave, you remember. When we went to 1360, uh the ninth time or however many goddamn times we were there, the last time we were there, we would come in the building at different times during the day and there was a group of people that would be gathered at the front desk. Yeah. And they were uh, Mary, Mary uh, Garcia, Kim Gonzalez, Tiffany Rufino was always down there, and Jade. Yeah, from it's pretty good. Good job from promotions. These four were so goddamn funny every day, and so nice to you, and so nice to me, and every day, right? Trash talking us, doing whatever, but they were just great. And when we left that building, I wrote them all a note and said, "Look, I I don't miss thirteen sixty. I miss some of the people, but I miss you four. I miss that." energy of coming out at 10 30 or 11 or seeing you four hanging out right jade coming down tiffany coming down kim and mary were the receptionists in that building jade i follow on uh twitter and instagram we're friends on facebook 
Costa's unfollowed her, though. He probably has. Um, she is so goddamn funny to me. She's the same person on social media because I don't know where she lives. I've never asked her. But she has, like, the most psycho neighbors. I don't know how the hell she finds herself in these situations. But her just two or three sentence posts about life in her community are so goddamn funny. And there are days when I'm the only one or three people like him. She doesn't have a lot of, I, I don't, right? She's not anybody you would know from on the air. But I remember there were different times when we had talked about going to stations and without even telling her, I'm like, dude, she's coming with in some role because she's hysterical and talented and smart and funny. And I just talked to her yesterday. Really? And said, hey, I hope you understand. I, I said, I can't even imagine what life's like for, for you and your family. And I, I just wanted you to know how much I genuinely appreciate being your friend. Because I said, every day... When shit's fucked up, all I got to do is go, let me go see Jade's <laughs> timeline. And I die fucking laughing. And she's great. And we had a nice That's cool. exchange. And uh, and then I connected with my man Arthur Hightower yesterday. Good. And just different guys. That, is Arthur still with the Chargers? Yeah. He asked what you're up to. I got fucking underachieving, like always. <laughs> and... Uh, and so that's what I, right? Everybody yeah. does it their own way. But I, I just, Dave, it was fun, man, to just tell every one of those guys, I thank you for being in my life. I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for putting up with our bullshit, man. You made me a better person, and I, I'm glad to know you. And I, I just, uh, I'll tell anybody who listen how, how lucky I am to know them all. So the, the big news today, and I don't even know if you're aware, but the big news today is Drew Brees. Okay, so what the fuck did he do? Okay, so Drew Brees was asked somewhat roundabout way about kind of what's going on and the possibility of taking a knee and Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. And okay. his quote is, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag oh boy. of the United States of America or our country. Huh. Now, we, we discussed this on the show numerous times, including our last show. Right. And, and again, I whenever somebody takes a knee... I always go up to them in the locker room after a game, and I never record it. It's not like yeah. I'm, it's a gotcha moment. No. I go, hey, just curious. Why did you take a knee today? You know? Yeah. And you know what? They always tell me, and just like I've told you on the last show, it's because I'm not treated equally and people of my color aren't treated equally in this country. And until all of us are treated equally, that's where my stand is. And I've literally had guys who have cried to yeah. my face by telling me this story, not upset or angry or yelling at me or get the fuck out of here why do you think it's never been that way never once has anybody in five years told me fuck the united states of america nobody no. has ever said that or, or this country or the military it's never right. been about that and i see people who who love to go with that hot button it, it's wrong and so my, my point is that there are guys who are extremely upset this is the hottest topic going on in the sports world and basically everybody loves drew Brees until today right now wow. People are losing their shit. Malcolm Jenkins, who was with the Saints, who went to the Eagles, now back with the Saints, just signed a big three-year contract, um, told Breeze, shut the fuck up. Wow. Straight out. That's the quote. Shut the fuck up. Malcolm Thomas, Alvin Kamara, the other two best offensive oh, players fuck. on that team, very upset. 
and say he doesn't understand. He's part of the problem if he doesn't understand what's going on. Damn. And it has gotten bad. And so you look at Drew Brees, who, again, has done so much for San Diego and for New Orleans and I'm sure other places where he's, he's touched down, whether it's in Texas or in, yeah. in Purdue. He's done tremendous things for the country and the community. He's has a job with NBC next year because yeah. this is his last year. He's supposed to join the booth of Sunday Night Football. Right. You wonder, does this lead hell to yeah. causing major problems? And the thing is, I was wondering, how the hell is he joining the booth when Collinsworth and Al Michaels are there? But that's uh, d- d- that's not the story. The story is of people saying how hurt they are, that Drew Brees doesn't understand. And my, my feeling always is, when you look at a team game, you're only as strong as your offense, your defense, yeah. your special teams. If you don't have those three things, if one of them's lapsing, you aren't going to win a Super Bowl. Well, if your quarterback's not a leader, you're in big trouble. And, and so f- for me, when I look at our country, we have a weak spot. You're only as strong as your weakest yeah. link, right? Yeah. And everybody should be able to see over the last 10 days, we have a major right. weak spot. And w- we need to, we need to fix that weak spot as fast as we can. And and I love when you see it in the protests. I don't want to even give attention to the rioters right now, but the mm. protests, that is people of all genders, all yeah. colors, that people are out doing this. Drew Brees is a guy you and I like a lot. He's yeah. done a lot of things for us that he are did. extremely nice. Um, but I look at it and I go, man, you But he's are, wrong. He's wrong. He's majorly wrong. He's one year away from ending his career, and this might be the thing that defies him as what people remember first. Yeah. And and other guys have stepped in it right before crossing the finish line of life. Like Joe Paterno stepped in it. Oh, right. right. Yeah. I mean, some people say Bruce Jenner stepped in it. You know, I yeah. mean, that, that was a choice he made. And some people say, you know, fucking Bruce. But Drew Brees is is a guy that my kid has looked up to. I'm sure there are plenty of kids across yeah. the country who love those number nine New Orleans jerseys. When you think of the Saints, he's the first guy you think of. Yeah, I'll say this: Bruce Jenner did what was right for him, for him. And, and anybody who well, has her a now, pro- you got to say exactly. But at the time, it was for him, and now for yeah. her, and and more power to Kate. Whatever, whatever makes your makes what, you happy in life right. that doesn't hurt somebody else. You should else. not have to you. change the way you feel. To try to fit what Please society thinks you should be. Yes. So I, what Bruce Jenner did in his transition to become Caitlyn, insanely brave. And and if that's what she needed to do to find inner peace, good on her. Yeah. And you wish her nothing but the best. What he did today is insane and it's stupid. And I'll say this, Dave. Yeah, he was going to NBC. What they're trying to negotiate, which is kind of wild is there's a lot of talk that ESPN is trying to get Al Michaels back for Monday Night Football. What that will do, because ESPN wants him, Al wants to keep going, but NBC is looking to make an opening for Mike Tirico. Exactly. And Mike Tirico is sliding into the play-by-play spot. Now, I don't know what the future holds for Collinsworth, if for the time being it would be a three-man booth and let Drew get his legs under him. But how can you ever do that there's no way especially with the diversity issues that the league's facing at the head coach and executive positions look man you're gonna feel and you're gonna say what you believe but for a guy as smart as him to have such a completely uneducated point of view on why that has happened is it's shocking it's absolutely shocking he should know he should know exactly what that was and all there's about. No, I don't know how you step out of the shit you just stepped in. Well, you you, you can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, what could he possibly say 
to basically. Well, it's the L.A. cop the other day. The L.A. cop the other day that put the murder of George Floyd at the hands of the rioters uh, and the people that were rioting in L.A. And he said, this is on you as much as it was on those cops in Minneapolis. Wow. And now he's saying, ah, you know what? I misspoke. It's Grant Napier who yeah. had been the voice of the Sacramento Kings and has done a talk show in Sacramento uh, forever and a popular participant on Sided. Uh, <laughs> that's why I stayed away. I said, I'm not sure about the rest of this group. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because right now if Kaplan hears this, he'll be like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> hit that guy with a two by four. Oh, no. And by the way, Kaplan's friends with Drew Brees. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> better update that contact list, Scott, before you launch that station in 2027. You better fucking update that contact list, buddy. Oh, my God. There goes Grant doing nights. That shit's not going to happen. Grant Napier had been the voice of the Kings. Yeah. Look, I texted Rosie yesterday. Well, let me tell you the Napier story, and then I'll tell you why I texted it. If you don't know what has happened... Uh, DeMarcus Cousins the other day sent Grant a message on Twitter. It said, hey, Grant, what's your thoughts on on what's going on? And Grant replied via Twitter, hey, I thought you forgot about me. And wrote in capital letters, all lives matter. And DeMarcus wrote something to the effect of, as expected or not surprised, Shit. Chris Weber jumped in and other former players jumped in and said some things about Grant Napier that they had questions about him. Former players of the Kings. Grant eventually lost his sports talk show. He's been fired and he's been fired his voice to the Kings. Yeah. I mean, that's huge yeah. where it's at. Um, but I sent Rosie a message because we played this clip into the ground when Rosie and I did afternoons. It was him, Grant, and Mike Lamb. Remember Mike Lamb from SC? Yeah. And people were upset with Eric Musselman had been the head coach at Sacramento and uh, had gotten a DUI. Grant was close to the coach, and he starts taking calls and guys are doing Sal and Richard and pranking him and Grant loses his shit. Hey, I, I don't have to take any calls. I don't have to guys. I've got a lot of material here and I don't need to involve any of you. And we played this clip. We thought it was the funniest shit ever that he's threatening you, the audience. Hey, you keep up your goddamn shenanigans and I'll turn the phone lines off. I got plenty of storylines. Mike and I will do that. Let's take one more call. <laughs> and then he takes another call, and a guy just fucking zigs him again. And you just hear it go silent. I can't believe this. I can't believe. And Mike Lamb's like, hey, you know, people don't understand. And Grant's so livid. And Rose and I used to play it, and we'd be like, Grant, we're sorry. <laughs> we see the errors of our way. God damn it. So I sent Rosie a text yesterday, and I, I sent him the link to the story. Yeah. I said, hey, maybe taking phone calls isn't your main problem, Grant. <laughs> well, 
Look, I don't celebrate anybody losing no, a job. You, I don't. He's no. I, and Chris I, Russo today was trying to defend him like crazy because they grew up together. With and, Grant? Yeah, and he was saying, uh, he was saying, I've known the guy my whole life. God damn. You know, he's just it was. It's again, I don't celebrate anybody losing no. a job either. Here, Especially here, that. But Dave, the thing about it is, Demarcus Cousins, Chris Weber, right? So, guy, Chris Weber, when's the last time he was in Sacramento? Yeah, true. And you look at it, you go, man, there are a lot of guys who jumped into that really quick. Yeah. So you wonder, you wonder, do they feel it long time? I mean, he's, a, I've got news for you. If that's the case for anybody, whether it's Grant or someone else, if that's the way you feel, the NBA is not the place for you. Right. I don't know. Like I said, he's been on the show a couple of times. He was fine. I don't know him at all. Um, but I just, I looked at that story. I go, man. Yeah. Like, there were a bunch of guys that were, they didn't jump in to defend him. Yep. And they moved quick to remove him after they, a long they, time. They, yeah, you can't be like that. No. But the Drew Brees thing, to me, Dave, I, I just look at that and you go, you know, you know better. You, you have to. You're too bright a guy. You're too bright a guy. He turned the story so poorly against his teammates and anyone else of color that your opinion and your stance doesn't hold water is what he's saying and so that's not what the argument was that's the disappointing thing yeah you don't understand why that guy next to you is hurting right right uh that boy that impacts a lot a lot i mean because that that to me you can't just come out and hire a pr firm at this point in the game the kaepernick story's been there you're a you're a front you're one of the faces of the league you're face of that city. Well, you're face of that city, but Dave, I'm saying even higher yeah. than that, Breeze is one of the guys in marketing materials for the league. You see Drew Breeze. Sunday night football, boy, they love when he's in that game. You love it. You're well aware you've known because you've seen it. You play the same position as Colin Kaepernick. You guys matched up in the NFC often. You can't tell me. Right, you can't take the excuse that Grant took last night, where hey, I felt like I knew more and I didn't. I need to do a better job of educating myself. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. You're too close to it. That's incredibly frustrating. There was a thing last night that I thought was interesting. I actually uh, went and pulled the quote because uh, I know a lot of people didn't see it. it was Jimmy Kimmel, and he was mm. talking about the phrase "white privilege." Yeah, and and I, and I got news for anyone who's ever said it that's not white. No white person wants to hear white privilege. Right. You know, it, it's it's a shot of taken at least I think by most white people is. I'd rather I, hear cracker. I would rather hear cracker too. Like I, you honestly, hear cracker, and I'm like, okay, like, fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah. What, what, you know, whatever. Um, but but white privilege means I didn't earn what what right. I what I exactly. have exactly. And so here's here's Jimmy Kimmel's quote, and I thought it was I thought it was interesting. And he, this is again, it's Jimmy Kimmel talking. He goes, "To me, white privilege was what Donald Trump had—a wealthy father, a silver spoon in his mouth. It wasn't where I grew up." Kimmel said. He said, "I rejected that phrase, a white privilege, because I didn't understand what white privilege meant. But I do now. At least I think I understand some of it. And here's what I think." People who are white don't have to deal with negative assumptions about being made about them based on the color of their skin. It rarely happens, if ever, whereas black people experience that every day. And just like me being mm -hmm. Jewish, which I wouldn't say on the air for 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I would tell Jeff, don't, man, don't ever say that I'm Jewish yeah. on there, is one of those where I can hide it. 
I don't yeah. have a Jewish last name, and you would right. never know by looking at me that that I'm I'm Jewish. So Jeff has seen it. I've, my kids have yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. People make Jewish jokes to my face all, all the, the time, time that are extremely offensive. But you know what? I don't wake up and leave the house and go dirty Jew. You know, people don't say that <laughs> to me. No. Or they don't think that when I'm walking down the street. And so it's it, it is it, it is sad, man. I yeah. mean, we're, and you hope that. I hate to say this because I'm sure our parents thought the same thing. Man, you're going to have to make up for for the sins of of my generation or the generation (laughs) before. And you just hope that things start going in the right direction. Yeah, we're like, fuck that. We'll let our kids make up for it. And we're going to add some. And you hope your kids aren't saying that to their kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, the the white privilege goes along the same. I mean, if you think it's all white privilege, just find those social media accounts, people at Walmart. Well, those fuckers are white, right? Wearing their pajamas, hanging out, the big fat asses out. <laughs> those fuckers, yeah. yeah. Cruising around those electric cart, eating mini Oreos. All those yeah. fuckers are white. What privilege do they have? <laughs> you wouldn't trade places with those assholes. <laughs> I'll tell you another guy who's white. That guy who got in a fight in downtown San Diego yesterday in his flip-flops. He took him off to get knocked out. I'll tell you this. I watched that fight about 50 different times. As I said, A, he keeps his left way too low. The kid with the taser is so funny because he gets backed into the Jeep and he hits that guy the first time. And now I'm looking at this from a USA boxing standpoint where I judged well over 300 fights. When he hit that kid the first time and he jumps up and kicks the flip-flops off, that's standing eight right there. Hang on. One. Two, are you good? Are you good? Do you want to continue? You're looking at him because he's he's clearly rattled when he does that little dance move and clicks the flip-flops off. But then he comes in for another one, and he gets clipped again, and you see him do the old three-step shuffle. Yeah. That's another. Hang on. One, <laughs> two. We're looking standing at it. At that point, it's 10-7. And we're probably waving it off. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. Walking back to the red corner. But unfortunately, that was not a sanctioned LBC 44 <laughs> event. And he was allowed to continue where he walked right into a straight right that dropped him like a redwood. Yes. I, he instigated that whole fucking yeah. thing. And the guy in the dress shirt knocked him out. Knocked him silly. But when the guy in the dress shirt does this, you're like, oh, he's excited. <laughs> That goddamn guy had a ta- Why does he even have a taser? I have no idea. That kid's got electricity in that right hand. He should hand that taser off to somebody who needs it. All right, let me ask you a fight question here. Yeah. Because I saw one, and I think it was in I think it was in Orange County. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was San Diego at first. Someone wants to know that's Orange County, where it was a, a, basically a parade. And there's a white guy on the sidewalk, and he yells yeah. the N-word out. Yeah, I saw that guy on the bike in the yeah. Patagonia shirt. Yeah, and he gets knocked out, and, he's yeah. like, and he starts making that noise. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard a guy yes. make that noise in boxing? Really? 100%. Really? Because I've never heard that noise. When we judge, it's the thing about judging fights that's crazy. Even in these small little places like House of Boxing over here on Rio uh, Drive, or bound boxing, any of these great local gyms that we went to, we are set up right at the ring. But the problem is when you're trying to see, you're trying to see everything, you have the the lowest rope is right in your line of vision. 
you've got the noise of the building going crazy, right? And the the guy in the blue may have a huge following, and anything he throws is going to get a reaction out of the crowd, whether it hits glove or whether it hits jaw. So we we're at a show. I'm trying to think of fuck where this was. It had to be somewhere down here. And this kid just walks straight in. Down, boom. And he's right in front of me. And luckily, we had this guy, a doctor that came to a lot of the shows, all volunteers. He was in quick. But they're right in front of me at this thing. And you're hearing, oh, oh. Kid's just out. He's just fucking in a cab in Chicago riding around town with Christina Aguilera. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And so the doc just talks to him. Hey, you all good? Huh? Yeah, I'm good. Great. Are you all right? You know, what's going on? And then it's always the delivery. Ah, oh, he got knocked out. Oh, that's the that's the reaction. <laughs> when they're like, but you know what, man? I've, I've always said it, Dave. Not so much for that dickhead downtown yesterday, or especially that fuckhead in the Patagonia yeah. shirt. He leaking. He yeah, absolutely yeah. was leaking. He was. What was he thinking? I have no fucking He's idea. He's on a bike in cargo shorts, and he calls out that truck. Boy, he went down quick, too. Yeah. Like the kid downtown. He deserved it 100%. Well, yeah, I mean, the kid yeah. downtown got rattled by the first punch. He should never do anything again. He, he can't fight a cold. But the Patagonia guy. But for the USA boxing guys, when they would get beat or yeah. stopped or anything... Our team, like the officials, the judges, right, the referees, the doctor, we would always kind of seek him out and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry for what happened today, but I hope you understand how much we as a group admire you. We admire you for having the courage to do what you did, to, to walk down with 500 people watching you to get in there and participate and try your best, man. Don't hang your head. A lot of people did. Only 24 people did it today, and you were one of them. You know, go back, get back to your gym, get back training. You'll be back, and we look forward to seeing you. You know, just something. Yeah. Little guys, man, little guys that would fight, eight, nine years old, they'd lose a decision. They'd start crying. God, it was the saddest thing because they're just sweet kids. And I'd always tell them, I'd go, hey, listen, you want to know the truth? I'm not going to mess with you. You beat the snot out of me, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do your homework. I'm going to pack. And, uh, you know, you just, just pick the wrong guy in the room. Yeah, just do something to get them laughing. And I'd always say for either my, you know, my friend Willie or or Hondo, oh man, next time you match up with Willie, you knock him out. Yeah, Willie's eighty four years old, <laughs> but I don't care. I think that's good. And I got a couple people on my on my street who owe me money. Will you come with me and get my money? And you know, just something to get them laughing. Yeah. But uh, I, James Royal is the worst. Sends me these goddamn videos during work hours. (laughs) JR, I've told you, you know, all you fuckers know how easily I'm distracted. My workday is done at five and every day at like 1130. Here come three of these things. And I don't feel like I'm giving my best effort to my boss, but I know tomorrow you guys will leave me alone and I'll be better. JR, I'm talking to you. I tell him all the time. God damn it, James. You Joe. Joe Cabral today sending me all that shit after I'd already scored it. It was a 10-7 round <laughs> for the Taser kid. Yeah, that kid got starched. He did. He How did. bad, Dave, what's worse, getting knocked out 
or realizing that you can never go on Twitter again because that video of you getting dropped. And I was trying to think, like, that looks like it's over in, like, the East Village, didn't it? Didn't that look which, like it which was... Which one? Which one are we talking the kid about? That got knocked out downtown San Diego. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the Patagonia guy, he's... That's legendary, right? Yeah. Oh, I've my seen, gosh. I've seen a bunch of women, white women, yeah. again, with no white privilege... Getting the shit beat out of them in CVS or Target yes. because they talk shit to the wrong person. And then girls that I'm not afraid to admit, I'd probably take out for a nice date. They beat the living shit out of these girls. And I'm like, well, you should shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Karen. And what's Karen. that all about? Where did Karen come from? Dude, I laugh I lo- every time. I, I, do I love the Karen thing. Two Karens going at it. People will be titled in the video. I love the Karen thing. I love yeah. it. All right. It's, uh, okay. We've been going about an hour 10. We gotta, oh, we got to get out. We got to mention our guys. And also, uh, today's Stayer Goes, by the way, coming up is going to be uh, former Padre bench players. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'm that good you got to come through. All right. So, want to mention Dan Williams again. Dan Williams is the guy that wants to make you debt free. He also wants to get you out of the rental market. He wants to make sure you can buy your own home. All you have to do is give Dan a call. Describe exactly what's going on in your life with your finances. He'll tell you if you're good, and he'll also tell you what you can do to make them better. It is a call you're going to want to make, and it's going to be fast. It's not mm-hmm. going to be one of those where Dan's sitting there just trying to tell you something, keep you on the phone for 30 minutes. Every conversation with Dan seems to be less than two minutes. It's just, Great. boom, this is where you're at. If you can sit there and tell him where you're at, he'll tell you where you're at and where you need to go. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. We wonder what the economy is going to look like in the next 6 to 12 months. And for those of you that are able to establish cash flow and have a credit score, you're going to be looking pretty good. But it needs to start today. Start taking a look at your financial plan because uh, you may say, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to buy a house. Or you know what? I want to be able to buy a house in 2021. Best way to go is to start today with that financial plan. Give Dan a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Absolutely. Brian Curry is my guy also. Brian Curry is your guy for real estate. He's the guy you need to use more than 20 years in the business. He's won a ton of awards. Again, President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally, certified negotiation specialist, and a member of the Council of Residential Specialists. Brian Curry is great. The other day, there was a, a, a joke made that someone said, Dave Palais, eat shit, spray painted on a wall. I Brian Curry right away. Who the fuck did this? <laughs> That's the guy you want. I'm telling you, Brian's a great guy, and he'll help you find that perfect house and also the perfect neighborhood as well, and he'll have your back. <laughs> I don't know. How many people fell for that? Dude, God dang it. Every woman that I know, my sister-in-law freaking out, and people that my wife knows losing their mind. What wall is that? Like, where is the actual? On, uh, on Hunt Parkway over here. Looked yeah. like, it looked like someone spray painted it. It was it was just one of those Apple phone things, but it made me laugh. So it I was, was like, so funny. So, Did you do it yourself? No, I, I swear to God, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was it was uh, a listener had it, and so uh, I'd give credit to the listener that sent it to me. But it made me laugh. Like I'm posting this shit. It was funny. It was dying. I liked all the people. By the way, all of you who accused me of that, I don't appreciate it. Yes, my, it was your handwriting. My penmanship's much cleaner than that. And if I could do it myself on how to do it, if I was smart enough, I would have done it. But hell, I'm not smart enough to, to use my phone that way. I told you I can't even take a picture in the dark. No. I didn't know how to ask for help on that. Uh, Brian Curry right now, we're like, uh, you know, Brian Curry and I have been doing for the last four days. We've been going to the big whiteboard. <laughs> 
and just spraying it down and wiping off La Mesa Village, <laughs> wiping down Minneapolis, you know, Spring Valley, all the different places yeah. that I've talked about. Encanto, <laughs> Hamul, we just took them all off of there. Bonzel, I, I don't know where the fuck I'm going, Brian. And he just says, calm down. Jeff, we're going to take the uh, chopper over. We're going to go over there. We're going to save crazy Fred's, pick up some yogurt, uh, meet you a couple mall chicks, calm you down a little bit like uh, Lisa Lisa girls, and then uh, we'll find your new home, buddy. Over. Uh, yeah, I don't know where the fuck we're flying the helicopter right now. Goddamn, all the Navy SEALs yeah. finally were on 60 Minutes the other night going, hey, why is all this shit coming into IB? It's the other place. <laughs> Not going to IB, buddy. Smells like a porta potty at a Luke Bryan concert. Over. <laughs> uh, so yeah, right now I just feel like um, my housing plans are a lot like my plans of graduation night. All <laughs> 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 torn up and put in the shredder. But when I'm ready to figure out, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to live. Newfoundland. I think that's where I'm going. I'm going to print. Like, have you ever seen Kill Bill 2? You ever I seen never saw Kill Bill. Oh, my God. There's a scene in that movie where the, the guy fucks up and his boss is looking at the calendar. Yeah. You working Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. He's just scratching <laughs> the board up. You working Thursday? <laughs> no, you're not. That used to be your name. That, that's you and Curry right now. You going to City Heights? No, you're not. No, he's just, he's you're not going to the center. Scraping your name on and cities yeah, off the, I don't know where the, the, the board. Toronto told me you're not coming up here. Look what you did to La Mesa. I'm like, we were all excited to have you. We're gonna have a grill party. Throw out some pea gravel on the ground to welcome you. Get some sea bass, but not now, fucker. You stay down there. But luckily, none of you have been hit. Uh, with the jinx like I have. So call Brian Curry. He'll be much happier to take your call than mine. Uh, give him a call and find the house to your dreams. Also, Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, that perfect pool for you just around the corner. Right now, Jeff and I are doing the show at 8.15 on a Wednesday night. He is a fan on him. I have a oh fan on God. me. It no. is so fucking hot. I wish I had that pool. You need that Taylor May Pool. What are you waiting for? you got to call Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Dave, uh, the special right now, I called Alan. Amy didn't want to do it, but we outvoted her two to one. Right now, as we get ready for summer, nothing was hotter than the music of summer. We go back to the 90s, and how many of us loved the rhythmic sounds of Miami Sound Machine? Well, right now, for the first 71 people that call, mention the Dave and Jeff show, Alan will build your pool in the silhouette of the gorgeous, glorious Stefan. <laughs> Amy said no, and we said yes. 71 people, you got to call now. The sale's going to go fast. Nothing better than when your family shows up and Nana looks down and says, who is that in the pool? You go, what the fuck? What the fuck did you just say, Nana? That's Gloria Stefan. Charo? Fuck no, it's not Charo. God damn, we didn't want to have it 90 feet deep in the small end there, Nana. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a great deal, and all of your friends are going to love it. But you got to act fast, because when it sells out, like Lonnie Anderson sold yes. out, <laughs> Catherine Bach sold out, Jeannie Pepper sold out, Sharon Tay sold out. Sharon Tay, son of a bitch. <laughs>
Jesus. Dagmar sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and Gloria Stefano sell out too. That's it. You gotta give Don't Alan you dare call. miss it. <laughs> Don't you dare miss it. Kyle Fluker's your guy for that perfect website. He's built websites for us. We're very proud of. Again, jakesprojects.org and daveandjeffshow.com. Kyle's your guy to help you with your business or if you're starting a business. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Got a great new site coming. Kyle really? and I are bringing it back. People who should continue to wear a mask after COVID-19.com. Dude, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's a little long. We're going to have to shorten it down. But again, people who should always wear a mask, even after COVID-19.com coming. And then uh, for my friend, Tim Griffin, uh, who loves this game, women who can't post bail, so I'll help them out.com. <laughs> All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much they worth? We're going to okay. start with one from June 2nd because he's a guy that's one of our favorites. It's Beetlejuice. Damn, dude. I almost passed out today. Did you hear high pitch Eric? No, I didn't. I didn't catch Stern at all this week. Debbie the cum lady is going <laughs> to blow Eric. And I I felt very lightheaded driving down here. Uh, Juice, Beetlejuice, I think this is going to freak me out. I'm going to say he's uh, 47. 52. Goddamn, 52. How much is he worth? He's worth uh, $11,000. $200,000. No shit. Yeah. Good for him. Beetlejuice is by far my favorite oh, guy ever God, on Stern. He's the greatest. Uh, Eric, Eric was right there, but Juice is, yeah, they're they're one in one A. They're oh, my awesome. gosh. It's so damn funny. All right, here we go from June 3rd, tennis player Rafael Nadal. Oh, dude. Uh, 34? Exactly right. 300 million. 180 million. No shit. Yep. I think he's worth more than that. That's what I got. You think we're going to truly... Because those guys like Federer and Nadal may not have the out, you know, personalities, the outgoing personalities like McEnroe and Connors. You think we even realize, Dave, for our generation, not that either one of us are huge tennis fans. Dude, those guys are at a different fucking level of how great they are. But they're both so mellow. I mean, you're talking about personalities from 35 years ago. Right. That's how long it's been. Yeah. Dude, those guys, like, do we even value, right? Like, when you watch Venus and Serena, yeah. and you go, dude, these guys are just special, and they're so cool and professional in everything they do. But do you think we appreciate Federer and Nadal? Um, I think if you're, a ten- if you're a fan of tennis, yes, you do. Especially Federer, you do. Yeah. You know? But both those guys yeah. are amazing. I mean, we've seen some outstanding. Pete Sampras was outstanding. Right. You know? All right, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper... He's unusual because I would have guessed like a billion dollars because, because of his, of his mother, mom. But, but she didn't mo- give any. She money didn't to- give any money to him. Uh, I'm gonna say he's fifty-one. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. Uh, I think he makes good dough. I'm gonna say sixty million. Two hundred million. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Two hundred million dollars. And last one, Angelina Jolie. Hmm. Forty-eight. Forty-five. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> Uh, I'll go high again. I'll say two hundred seventy million. One hundred million is what. It oh, says. she's got to be worth more than you would that. think, right? You would think. I don't know. All right, here we go. Stayer goes again. These are former Padre bench players. Jeff has to decide which one he wants to stay with on the island. Okay. I don't know if you want to stay with any of these guests. Yeah. All right, we'll go first with Kurt Bavacqua and Champ Summers. Uh, Champ Summers in a second. <laughs> Not even close. Bavacqua wears me out. 
Not even close. Bavakwa should stick to sports. <laughs> Did you see that shit? That he got mad at Hacksaw? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. That That is ridiculous. It's funny. Woods put it best when he said, it's like telling a plumber, you should stick with the plumbing. Like, it, it, fuck off. Fuck off. Jesus, man. I remember Kurt called KFMB one time and got a little mouthy. And I always liked Kurt. And then I put him in his fucking place. And he was like, well, I guess that's why. Remember that? You yes. and Haldo were yes. sitting in there. Yep. I had no time for his shit. <laughs> I supported you, dirty Kurt. You did. Yeah, you fucking calm down. All right, Mark Sweeney, John Vanderwall. Oh, Sweeney. Sweeney, without a doubt, Just right? Just for his Instagram feed. <laughs> Carlos Hernandez, Eric Owens. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, this is easy. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Juan Bonilla, Bobby Brown. Oh, shit, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Dude, it was funny. When I got here, how many more of these, how many more matches? I just have one more after this. Dude, when I got here, that Padre team, like, everybody talks the 84 team. But for me, like the 82, 83 teams with the eye chart, Benia, Dougie Goosh, Benia, Bobby Brown. Fuck. I love Dewan Benia, man. He was like one of my favorite guys. I'm going to take Bobby Brown, though, dude. Bobby Brown was... Really, I feel like underrated on those teams. Dude, he was a machine. He got a chance to play in the 84 World Series yeah, because McReynolds got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Dude, I always I like both those guys a lot. I'll take Bobby Brown, though. All right, here we go. Last one. Okay. Bruce Bochy yeah. or Luis Salazar. Uh, what are you talking about? I, I've never even met Luis Saladbar, <laughs> and Bochy gave me a jersey. I loved Salazar. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why you want to go, Salazar. Right. Over Bochy? Yes. You sick. Because... It would be you and Boach. Yeah. You're going to say I'm starving, and he's going to tell you, well, why don't you get your ass up and do something about it? And then you're going to get sick of him on day three because he's going to call you lazy. I, and he's going to go kill like a boar or something on that island. He's going to be eating great. He's not going to share with you because he's sick of your shit of just laying around <laughs> yeah. waiting for him to do everything. So why is Louis Salazar going to be? Because you won't understand a word he says, and you're just going to go, fuck it. It's better than Boach telling me I'm lazy. <laughs> How do we know? I don't know that. Oh, I know. Dude, uh... Ah, oh, hell, Jeff. You gonna do anything? <laughs> Boach would be great. Uh, let's see. I'll give you a couple here. Doug Goosh or Mark Parent. Oh, that's funny. I'll probably go big Mark Parent. Yeah, I wouldn't... I couldn't pick the eye chart I, out. Is it be... weird right now that you're seeing people on social media saying, I'm so fucking sick and tired of the 98 Padre team? Oh, damn. They, these are Padre fans just saying, enough. Ah, that's a drag. Now, do you blame the Padres for that? Yes. Yes. It 100%. has to be the Padres' fault, right? For yeah, shoving it down guys, your fucking throat. Dude, those guys aren't Vaughn and 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 Trevor, Finley. Dude, dude look at that group you're talking about. Oh, we love about. those guys. Joyner. Yeah, but none of those guys were Andy Ashby, right? Yep. Sterling Hitchcock. None of those guys were like guys looking for the spotlight. No. Yeah, no, I 100% blame the team. For just running it into the ground. I'm with you. Like, yeah, the problem is when you've had two fucking good teams in 90 years. They're like, hey, Jeff, we're aha, the National League, brother. We All we got is take on me. We don't have anything else. Uh, yeah, we're not soft sell. We can't come out and play tainted love. We don't have anything else. Um. Yeah, that's it. All right, so we will be back here Sunday night. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, take a look out for Crazy Fred's or any of the <laughs> yes. 
businesses. Businesses that need your help getting back off yeah, the ground. Yeah, downtown San Diego. Take a look around. And uh, like I said, just be nice to everybody and uh, we'll get through it. Stay, stay tough. And keep your left up, Glass, jaw, glass Joe downtown. <laughs> we'll see you Sunday. So let